What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com, WithPara.com. I'm your host, SJ. We gonna get it on. Well, this is one of those weeks where we've been throwing a curveball kind of in the uh, 11th hour, right as I was getting to the recording part, um, had everything down for what we were going to talk about. Uh, we were going to go through some Uber stuff, um, which I actually still will go through that because it's not a lot. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, delivery platforms a little bit, and then I was going to touch into the PRO Act because there's a lot of new articles out. Um, and some new information that everybody should be reading. Um, a lot of things were posted on uberliftdrivers.com that I was going to be speaking about today. So you can go there and look up on ProAct. We will definitely discuss it next week. Um, it won't be the whole episode. It, it will, we'll be talking about some other things too. Um, but it will, you know, ProAct has to be in our, in our, in our side view um, constantly right now because... Uh, well, I won't even get into it today. Uh, but uh, what I do want to get into is something that I noticed um, that you know. He, let, let's just let's just jump in because I don't know how else to do this. It all of you gig workers and rideshare drivers out there and stuff. Even if you've done rideshare and moved to delivery platforms and you don't plan on going back, whatever. We all know that for years Uber and Lyft were trying to get. Uh, um, tied in with hospitals or with um, insurance, uh, medical insurance, to get rides for people to hospitals. Uh, people abused that privilege and were using it more as an ambulance feature because they didn't want to pay the $2,500 for an ambulance ride to go 15 blocks. Instead, they would rather pay $10 for an Uber to get to the... To the um, to the hospital. Now this is pre COVID. I've been driving for six years, six plus years. And it was about three, four years ago when it really started coming around. Lyft was a big, Lyft was a big one on this in the beginning. They kept trying, they kept trying. And we have lots of articles up on uberliftdrivers.com um, about Lyft and how it, it was taking the place of ambulances in and should not be. Um, at all, you know, drivers are not trained. Um, we are not trained to do anything to help you. So other than if you were just going for a routine checkup and everything was fine, you're not sick. Um, any other time go about your normal means, but let's jump in here because we are back to that. Uber, um, is pushing the free hospital rides again, just like they were pre pandemic. Um, Uber is, uh, Providing free rides to uh, uh, um, to safety for domestic violence victims. Uber is uh, allowing passengers to donate rides for people to go get COVID testing. Um, a lot of not okay things are going on in there. So Uber right now is facing a major driver drought shortage and also they're having they're going back to this bad plan that they've tried many times about taking people to the hospital we are not first responders we are not trained to do anything if something goes wrong in that ride and you're calling during an emergency or even if you're not sure if it's an emergency but it seems pretty bad I mean, I'm sure there's a few, maybe a few EMTs who part-time as Uber drivers, but most of us can't do anything to help you. And so Uber, again, is allowing these and they shouldn't be. We aren't trained to do anything to help you. Um, we don't have any kind of direct contact with the hospital. I mean, it's same as anybody would, just a cell phone to call. Um, the... Uh, Free rides for safety and domestic violence victims. That sounds all well and good. Um, you know, I've worked in a lot of bar scenarios where I've worked the door. I've worked the uh, behind the bar bartending. I've been a server. 
Uh, I've, I've done every job in a bar like every like most people have, um, and I've spent a lot of years doing that. As a door guy in a high volume uh, island bar on the nights where that's what I would do, I can tell you that I had to deal with a lot of uh, people who had been drinking and who were getting into it with their spouse or their or you know their someone special in their life in the bar. And that is a really bad situation to be in as a door guy. And even then, you get tips certified and things like that, which may, which means you know how to handle the basic scenarios. And then you have other door guys there to help you. Um, I'm not sure how if a domestic violence situation is going on and uh, somebody calls Uber for the free ride, you get there. I mean... Most likely, unless it's been diffused already, which from the sounds of a lot of articles I've read and what we've put on a, up on UberLiftDrivers.com, it sounds like they're just allowing people to, you know, if, if there's a domestic violence situation or if you've been in one, they're giving you free codes to use Uber. You know, I don't want to, I, I mean, me who's been around that, I might do an okay job, but I still don't want to be around uh that situation where I'm picking those people up. Um, of course, I, I want to do the good and pick them up, but I don't want that fight of the spouse coming outside afterwards and making a huge scene trying to not let them leave, kicking at my car, all kinds of things that now have involved me and will have to involve the police anyway. I mean, this is a these are police situations. Police should respond to all domestic violence situations and should be taking the people away from there. Um, this should not be uh, drivers being put into this situation. And I'm going to come around to all three of these things after I hit the last one. And then the part, uh, um, so, oh, and then the last one, the anti, uh, the giving free rides. If you're a rider, a passenger for you to be able to give free rides or donate rides to Uber, I'm sure those rides are at top dollar. So if you donate $10, there's probably one ride. When Uber donates a ride, they find the way to break that down to just their fee and paying a driver some minimal fee. So you might out of a $10, uh, like the equivalent of a $10 donation directly from Uber, it probably equates to four or five rides. Whereas a passenger doing it is one ride. The other thing about that is why should passengers have to do this? Um, Uber just spent tons of money on a marketing campaign where Spike Lee is telling you to donate rides. No, no, not at all. Uber, you donate the rides. Uber, you help support police to pick up domestic violence survivors who are in a situation that is a heated situation and, and needs a police officer there. Help the police there Help uh, you donate the rides to take people to oh, and I, the commercials, what I was saying, uh, Spike Lee, that's to go get vaccinated. So why should people have to be donating rides for people to go get vaccinated? Uber, you donate them. Um, you've always done this in the past. Don't spend the money on the commercial marketing campaigns and Spike Lee to be in it. Spend the money on the rides. And then... Uh, you know, as far as like sending us to to domestic violence situations, don't do that. Send police. So work with them. And then, as far as uh, taking people to the hospital, we are not first responders. And don't send us. Uh, send. You know, send. Figure something out. Work with the hospitals. And you know, people try and cut that $2,500 ambulance fee. Well, maybe work with the hospitals on that and health providers. What I guess it really comes down to is that um, even when you sign up to drive with Uber, Uber is not allowed to show you training videos. That's why we all have to go to YouTube. Because if they did, they would be training you how they want it done. And therefore... That would be a huge conflict with you being an independent contractor because independent contractor means you can do things how you want to do them. So if they provided training videos, then you can't be an independent contractor. Well, why doesn't that apply to making us EMTs 
um, domestic uh, dis- domestic violence interveners, and then uh, taking people to vaccinations. I mean, the passengers shouldn't suffer that, and the drivers shouldn't suffer any of this either. Um, bottom line, uh, these should all be on Uber's back, and I, I'm I, you know it's really disappointing, especially during a pandemic. To see this, like, why are you asking people to donate rides, Uber? You donate the rides, okay? We People shouldn't have to donate a ride. And if you're listening to this, as weird as it might sound, don't donate the ride. Contact Uber and tell them to donate a ride. Um, because this is getting ridiculous. So, anyway, um, that said, so we won't be doing any pro-act today. Here's why. Um... With Para, the group that with Para.com, um, who you know, I always announce at the start of the show I work with, we always have a lot of projects on the burner. And uh, you know, when one really kind of goes through huge, it's big. And um, this is probably the biggest one that we've ever seen come out of our projects, and it's just recent. Um, I'm gonna put a lot of stuff up in the linear notes. On this, but uh, basically, this is regarding DoorDash um, specifically. DoorDash with Para, we have found a way to uh, show you the tip behind DoorDash and make it complete transparency. DoorDash doesn't do this for you. Um, so I'm going to bring David on, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, and then we're going to. And in the linear notes, I'm going to post all the links that you would need, um, a link to Jason Pease's uh, piece on on this thing, um, because he just did one recently, and you should watch that for one. But also just listen to David and I talking today about what exactly um, has happened and why we're so excited about um, this, because it is a transparency marker, and it already... I mean, it's, it's blowing up. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's blown up huge quickly because this is what drivers and delivery drivers have wanted. Now you can see the tip before you pick up the ride. So, um, it's really helping drivers. I mean, we, I talked to Jason Thierry in Michigan today and he said that, uh, he has a driver in his group in Grand Rapids who is using the with para new feature for trip t- tip transparency with DoorDash, and they're already earning six to seven dollars an hour more. So that said, we're gonna I'm gonna bring on David. We're gonna go through this a little bit, and then I'm gonna put all the links in the linear notes. Next week we'll touch on the Pro Act a little bit, but I'll come back on the other side and. Uh, and we'll go from there. But for right now, let me bring on David and let's talk about this new DoorDash feature for all you dashers out there who want to know how much tip is in each ride before you accept it and how this works. David Pickerell, how are you, sir? Good to have you on the show. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me back, Steve. I'm glad to be here. You, sir, are um, the most, uh, you've appeared most on the podcast now. Um, yeah. Marissa, Marissa's, Marissa's at four. A couple people are at three, a uh, bunch at two, or, or, or a few at two, and then everybody else is basically just once. But um, uh, you, I, I just was looking today, I think it's your second hat trick. I think this is number six. Wow. No, it's been a, it's been a good year <laughs> and a couple months. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so I was talking to Jason from Grand Rapids, and I was I was telling him, and he's like, I'm like, dude, you know, because this is his week of a podcast. You know, he's bi-weekly, right? Yeah. And so I said, I was giving him the heads up. I'm like, hey, dude, um, make sure that, you know, here's here's the video uh, from Jason, Idaho, that you should watch. And um, and then make sure that, uh, you know, you make sure that you, uh, you know, like it and, and try and spread it out there a bit. And I said, but it's something also you might want to talk about in your podcast. And he goes, man, I'm three steps ahead of you. I've already been talking to Jimmy. And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) first of all, like, I know he talks to Jimmy every, like often, you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we all talk to Jimmy often. He's like, he's like, so I already knew way down the road. I'm like, okay, I know. (laughs) And he's like, 
<laughs> and he's and then he's and then he's pulled up the parapage and he was and this was so weird. He goes, "Wait, you're on the you're you're like on the parapage." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like we're all commute." If I said if when you listen to the podcast, if you've heard the intro with Paras, a sponsor is you know that they're one of the people that gets accolades when I do the intro every week. I said, you know, so you. And and I've told you, we've talked, and then last week was the year anniversary. I don't know if you listened to the podcast, pretty random, but really cool one, actually, because we covered just random subjects constantly. But at the end, dude, he we talked about it. So I sent him the little piece. I said, Jason, this was a week ago, dude. I said, here's two minutes, listen to this. And it's him and I talking about, you know, me with Para. Yeah. He's like, I didn't even know you had a because he said I don't even know I didn't even know you had anything to do with that. And I was like, wow. I was like, you need to have your memory checked, dude. No, what I, <laughs> what I love is uh, what I love is that we've managed to get all these awesome people together on the cause. But yeah, I mean, you and I go back to the beginning, beginning. So <laughs> well, that's what that's what I was telling him. I said, you know, basically, David and I were on. Like now, I'm more about bringing UberLiftDrivers.com to the podcast and making, cause that was the original reason before the pandemic when I was thinking about it was that to make a, you know, a weekly voice of the, of the articles from the web, from the website and bring things together for people. And I said, but then the, the pandemic hit and um, David and I just happened to align at the right time. And I was starting the podcast anyway and we were talking about these ways to help people with PUA and other things going on. And then he started autonomy.jobs. So I was kind of on board with that before with Para was even there. Yeah. So good, good times. Yeah. No, just, I think it just, but what, what I had to really say to him was like, I'm like, dude, we talked about this. He's like, he's like, did we? I'm like, yeah, dude. And he's like, he's like, when? And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to make you go through the whole thing. Because I know that he was the only person on, because um, he's kind of been like a mentor to me in podcast world, and so yeah. I was, so I was like, you know, dude, let, let me just send you the clip, and I sent him just that two minute piece. He's like, wow. I'm like, go have your memory checked, bro. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe that he couldn't, you know, that he he was like, no, he didn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so anyway, let's talk about this because, um, I've, you know, anybody I've talked to, I've been, t- like, given major accolades and everything and um, about how, you know, here's DoorDash doing something that they know they shouldn't be doing, you know, but they're doing it because they need people to take all the trips. If they – if they advertised what you have exposed and what with para now can help people with, if they advertised that nobody'd pick up the shit orders. Yeah. I think what's really unfair is it feels like the burden's being placed on the driver. Right. So uh, basically by hiding the good trips or, you know, not being transparent about the trips, you're incentivizing drivers to take the bad trips on the hope of getting a good trip. But the reality is, in a world which everything is right, what should happen is either the customer pays more or DoorDash as the marketplace pays more. Why is the you know, burden of this going on the driver? It's not fair. Right. Exactly. Uh, so basically what we've done is we just really believe that as an independent contractor, it's in your right to be able to make an informed decision about the trip you're making, uh, especially with DoorDash because DoorDash is a little unique in which most people who are ordering food from DoorDash put the tip ahead of time, and the vast majority of the time that is the tip. Uh, so it's just weird that DoorDash hides this. It's just, you know, not fair. So I think well, we've yeah. – look, yeah, let's say it's not fair because it's not weird because, I mean, think about it. As a business – if they if they yeah. were completely and you know how I feel same as you about complete transparency in the gig economy, but you know damn well that if they did that, I mean I guess the the hope would be everybody'd realize why is nobody picking up my order? Maybe I should tip. You know, I think but, their argument that they've said against it is we want to make sure that drivers aren't cherry picking orders, and my answer to that is as a marketplace. 
your job should be to price order as well, right? It shouldn't be we're afraid people should cherry pick. The answer should be if there's bad trips and no one wants to take them, guess what? Something should change, it sounds like to me. You know, I'm, and that's that's weird, man. You know, you know, I always felt like in restaurants, the most annoying thing in the world to me, and I don't remember, you might remember, I don't remember if it was 50, was it, I think like very, not many restaurants do this anymore, but they, a lot used to. They used to have minimal 15% tips on groups of four or more. Yeah. Six or yeah, more. Okay, yeah, well, six, you know, I mean, like, I didn't ever believe in that in the because I worked in bars and restaurants. I didn't ever believe in that. I thought, dude, that's horrible, dude. You're just gonna piss people off if they, if if the waiter or waitress and or bartender or whoever was so slammed that night, but they were doing their best for that person. That person is very likely to just leave the minimal, sign the tab, and get the hell out of there. You know. So I mean, you really just to me, I'd rather just take my chance and let somebody tip me. But again, that's something and I think you and I have talked about this when, where when it's face to face, it's a lot different than when you don't have to communicate with the person in any yeah, way. I, I think the difference here for DoorDash is the person, it's like the diners already left the tip before they've already gotten the food. So DoorDash knows that as well. So the, like, you know, why are they hiding it? Well, I mean, so, we but I guess, I guess, I guess what my, my thing is, is that why doesn't DoorDash or one of these companies like Grubhub, who was like crushing it, in before the pandemic, as far as the platforms could, none of them were crushing it. But as far as food delivery went pre-pandemic, DoorDash, or, or not DoorDash, Grubhub, was doing something a little different, and they seemed to be doing a little better. Now they're, like, way faded out. But, you know, like, why can't one of these companies, even if it's DoorDash, try the – listen, um, do you want to tip uh, 15, 20, 25, or custom – where 15 is defaulted and you can't undefault it. Yep. So actually, that's what happens on DoorDash right now. And actually, oh, it does. You, have to take, you have to take the effort to enter a $0 tip, which is what's interesting, right? What do you have um, to do? Hit but, custom tip yeah, and then put zero? Yeah, custom and then put zero, basically. Wow, yeah. what an asshole. <laughs> what kind of person would do that? I mean, now that we have the service up, the answer is a lot, right? And I think to some extent, uh, you know, there's just a lot of fees, right? So there's a service fee, a delivery fee, a local state fee. So I think just I think some you uh, some people who are ordering just don't realize, um, right. and some people are just assholes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, my thing is, and by the way, in case I didn't introduce this correctly, what David with Para has has done here is. He, they've taken, um, they've made it so that transparency on tips can become seen by dashers. Bef is it? Can I say before? Is that that's right? Before so you not before. So what will happen is sort of similar to Uber. You'll get a ping from DoorDash, right? And usually within a couple seconds of getting that ping, you have 35 to 45 seconds to accept it. We will just send you a text that says. But, you know, they'll say, hey, here's a ping for $6, and we'll right. say the total on this trip is actually 12 There's an extra $6 tip behind this. So you're doing it within that little window? Yes. Uh, most you have of to the wait, you have to, wait to accept? Yep. So you have 35 comes. to 45 okay. seconds to accept, and generally we get it out within a couple seconds. Sometimes if there's bad cell signal, it might take a little longer. Uh, but uh -huh. on average, it's within a second or two, so it's pretty fast. So, but when a, when that ping comes out, is that that ping isn't like solo dedicated? That ping's out in the DoorDash area, right? Uh, no, so DoorDash is uh, they send it to you, and if you decline it or don't take it, it eventually gets sent to somebody else. So, is that is that geo location again? Is that just geo like your closest? Somewhat, it's some black box of you know something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be somewhat distance to restaurant where you are and where you're taking it yeah yep and are they having you do multi-orders and things of that nature yeah i'm sure that those uh, are the factors mean, no it is but i think uh what's great is it's really simple you just sign up online on the website and next time you start dashing these texts just start coming in we are looking at moving a version of it into the app over the next couple of days here mostly because the notifications we found to be more reliable than text, and also it will give people some more control through the app 
Uh, but I mean, what's been really cool for me to see is uh, a lot of our users discovering what we're, you know, calling unicorn tips, right? So what do you think is the largest tip that we've shown somebody on a trip so far? For, I mean, for what, does it matter if I say what amount of order or is that had not played? Uh, is it, 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 so it, we don't know what the order is. The, the, the okay. Is I mean, because I'm like now thinking too, like s- some people might just order for only themselves and still tip way bigger than yeah. others. So I don't know. Um, 50? 180. 180 on one? On one order. I mean, it was a big, large catering Chipotle order, but we've seen $60 tips, $50 tips, $40 tips. Obviously, they're rare, right? That's what we call them, unicorns. Uh, But, I mean, what's been interesting to hear from a lot of our dashers is uh, some, you know, if I said this myself, I wouldn't have believed it. But a lot of people are saying that they're ending up taking more orders. They're sort of rejecting certain types of orders, but you're more willing to take certain orders that you weren't before. So example I give is I was out delivering. I got a ping for six bucks, uh, four and a half miles to South San Francisco. I would never have taken that because there are no restaurants there. So I'd have to deadhead back. And it was the middle of sort of peak time. So I didn't want to do that. But then I got the text and there was a $15 tip, $14, $15 tip behind it. Guess what? I'm willing to take that, that trip. Right. And what we've heard from a lot of dashers is, you know, that restaurant where you know you're going to wait 20 minutes. When you know there's a $25 tip behind it. You're going to go that extra mile. So these dashers are taking trips that they wouldn't have before. And the customers, I think from this perspective, the customers who are giving tips are being rewarded with better service for having given those tips. So I think that's the other side of this. It's unfair for people who are doing the right thing and giving a good tip because their tip being hidden uh, hurts them, right? Basically, their dollars are being used to subsidize the bad trips. Exactly. Well, but the bad, you know what, let, let the bad trips go to the, to the people who don't work this like they should and find all the angles and be veterans at this and ride share and whatever. Real gig workers are going to find all the tools they can because we're independent contractors. We can use any tools we want. Yeah. So if, if you have a tool that allows people to see that, then let them, you, you know, as well as I do a newbie, comes on the platform, even if somebody told them that day, you should use with Para, they're not gonna. It's gonna take them a minute of screwing up before they really say, hey, what were you saying about that with Para thing and tips? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, from because, my perspective, like, I hope, to be honest, that if we get enough people on this and have enough push, we can just get DoorDash to do the right thing, which is that show full transparency on every trip, you know, so that we don't have to do this. Well, my guess is you're not, they're not going to though. I mean, dude, even if you have, let's say you have, let's say you got half of the dashers in the country, they would still consider that cool. Half, half don't know about it. Yeah. So they don't want to give it to everybody. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they ever will, but call me crazy as I think that we're, the movement's starting to pick up steam. And if we can get more and more people on it, right. Uh, Maybe maybe I'm a little crazy, but I would like to hope that we could do something. Well, I think that, um, you know, I know that last week I talked to Jimmy. Um, for those of you listening, Jimmy's another para person that that is with all of us. But um, so uh, about the, you know, putting him together with legal rideshare about this other question. We won't even I mean, we don't need to get into that. There's no reason. But because um, there was nothing bad about him. Just, you know, saying that, you know, that and. So as long as you guys aren't doing anything wrong, which I don't think you, I mean, I don't think anything's being done by Parrot incorrectly here. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I think that you're fine in that respect. Um, but, uh, oh, the one, one question I did have, do you, are, are people who are on DoorDash uh, who use it to order food, can they change the tip? I believe you can, but it's quite a hard process, and most people don't. I know it's a is little bit Is it hard, Uber though? Eats. Because, like, in Uber Eats, because in Uber Eats, yeah. you can just go in, order your yeah, Uber food. Uber Eats is pretty easy, and a lot of people tip after the fact. For, I'm, I right, well, I mean, but they can also put in their tip early. 
They can, yes. And then for some reason, a lot of more people on Uber Eats enter it later. While DoorDash, it's locked in, and I believe you can go change it, but it's difficult. And for some reason, it very rarely happens. Because on Uber Eats, that's, that's Max and I don't do it much because we go get our own groceries every couple of weeks. But once in a while, we will. Yeah. And uh, I always put it in because the flow screens as a user get to that yeah. screen. Why would the hell would why the hell would I want to go back into it? Now, if my yeah. food didn't show up, I'm going to call them and say, cancel all of those charges. Yeah. You know, but I mean, obviously, like, I know I know what I want to tip on it anyway, so it doesn't matter, you know. And yeah. the restaurant's the restaurant. The driver is only bringing food from the restaurant to me. So unless it comes wet or something because it's raining and they're just not being smart, like, I got nothing yeah. against the, the driver didn't play a role in the food. So I'm going to tip them anyway. So when I get yep. to that flow screen when I'm doing the order, I don't want to have to remember to go back in and tip. No. So it, it yeah. presents it, and I say, yeah, they have the tip. In. Um, yeah. But so I know that I have 24 hours to go back and take away all that tip. I could tip 100 bucks on a $25 Chipotle order, go back in in 23 hours, and take the whole tip out. Yeah. I mean, that has happened to a lot of people during COVID, what they call sort of like tip baiting. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I was wondering if DoorDash allowed that too. Like if, because I, I, I would, I really, I would respect them a lot more if they don't. I think all the companies need to stop that shit. I think they need to yeah. stop letting, if, in fact, make the people put in the tip. Of course, allow yeah. them to go back and add more or change it in an upward thing but never allow them to take it away or downplay their tip. Or at least make it so that if you want to change it, it would have had to be very egregious and you have to explain why. And that's, right? and that, that was my thing too, is that like, if, if you want to say, if you put in $20 tip on a $25 order and you did it just to tip bait and now you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take the tip out, make it so that Uber has to call you and you have to give a recorded statement. Why? Yeah. I mean, because to be honest, that's good customer service too, because if they call you and they say, you know, or if the customer calls Uber and says, Hey, listen, I don't, I want to take my $20 tip off. No problem. Can you tell me why today? It's not even yeah. like you're being mean. All of a sudden they have to tell you why. And you know, like I, I just know people in general, sure. There's going to be exceptions, but people in general aren't going to take that time and they're not going to want to be on record even though it doesn't mean anything, they're just not going to want to be. All of a sudden, they're just yeah. going to even feel like a douche themselves for wanting to pull this tip out from this guy trying to make a living. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways around that. But anyway, the good news is you guys, um, you and uh, um, – uh, you and Jeff yeah. kind of got this done. I mean, I know, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to Jimmy usually weekly. Yeah. And, like, so we catch up on the things that we do. But you and Jeff got this really pushed through and done. And now um, people can do this. And, and I'm going to – They gonna can, although in, I, want to give, I want to give some credit, too, is we've gotten help from sort of other team members, other sort of deliverers who are also coders. It's a, it's a team effort, but I think – Sure, sure. You know, we're just uh, the face of it, but I think this really is a deliverer movement, right? And I think it's, you know, we released this. It got some steam. We sort of wanted to keep it under wraps at first because we thought that uh, that – people could continue to use it and it'd be quiet but i think we just quickly realized that really this seems like the right thing to do so we very quickly sort of after a couple of days just really opened it up because we're like this seems right to get this into people's hands and hopefully back to the earlier point with enough people doordash can't just shut us down quietly right so i don't know i i think it's i mean i think it's an unbelievable thing i think it was i think it was done very quickly and uh is this something that you know, that DoorDash becomes aware of and you think we'll be able to shut this down or change their coding to be able to to, uh, ma to screw up I mean, the if, coding that you have saying, let's pull if, this? If they wanted to, they definitely could. 
where I'm coming from is I'm wondering if this is a fight that they want to fight. Uh, this is a company that's already scraped tips from drivers before, and right. I think we really do have the moral high ground here, which is right. as independent contractors, why can't I know what I'm getting myself into? Right. So I think, frankly, uh, I sort of cherish, hopefully, that not confrontation is not the right word, but conversation with them because I believe in what we're doing. Man, we need to get you talking with uh, Carolyn said at the San Francisco Chronicle or Derek Hare um, on this so that they get it in a story now that, hey, this is happening so that it makes it that much harder if that even becomes a thought of DoorDash's. So that it's out yeah. there that, hey, trip, ta- trip ta- uh, transparency is available, blah, blah, blah. That would make it that much more we better not ever pull this because if we do, we already have a dumpster name for ourselves. DoorDash, you know, it's, you know, especially with our workers. So if we pull this, you know, we're just going to completely show that, whoa, these people did figure it out. We don't want you knowing that stuff. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to believe that there are people there who would see this point. Right. Well, I think it's more a legal point. Like, I think that they're very, I think they would be very concerned about, hey, they found a way to show people this. We take it away. They'll make noise about it. And it will become public that there is a way to see the tips, but we just won't do it for people. Yeah. So I I think uh, that's really sort of about, I mean, you know, this our underlying philosophy to everything that we've done at Para basically is you should be able to make an informed decision easily. Right. It's it's just that simple. Sure. I mean, I think it's a great idea and I'm going to, I want to make sure to tag uh, Para. I want to make sure to tag uh, Jason Pease for his video because I think it's a good video on it. Um, and I want to make sure to uh, – you'll have to send me the link to the Facebook group. Yep. Because uh, I, I've, oh, never, if, I've never had that link, and I need to have it so I can send it. Plus, I, I want to make yeah. sure that I've joined it or done what I need to. Yeah, I'll send you the Facebook link for that, and I'll also send you the link for the landing page to sign up for. It's www.withpara.com slash tips dash landing. So it's sort of separate of our main site right now, but I will make sure to send that over to you. Tips landing takes you to what? Uh, it's the sign-up form for oh, – it's, okay. it's the okay. sort of landing page right, right, right. sign-up form for this tool. Uh, in a couple of days, it will be in the app, so people who download the app should be able to sign up right there. But for now, it's uh, – you sign up on a website. Awesome. I mean, dude, this is all awesome stuff. You know, this is great stuff that you're doing. Um, by the way, is there, um, while we're talking, in case people are just listening, don't look at the linear notes for the Facebook group or whatever, how does somebody search Facebook group and find you in the first hit? Like, what is the... It's, it's a hashtag tips, tip transparency. Uh, right now, it's a closed group, so you can request to join. Uh, but you know, we, you know, every hour or so, go through and just let people in. So, right, 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 right. But I mean, is there a way to just without a hashtag? Is there a way to? Um, I mean, I guess that's fine if that's what yeah, if you, brings if it you up. Go and, yeah, if you search for it, you search for the groups. Just the name of the group is a hashtag. Tip transparency. That's that's why the hashtag. Oh, it's hashtag in the name. Yes. Okay. Um, so hashtag tips stream. So if people go, people ride share or if, uh, delivery platform workers are on Facebook and they type in hashtag search hashtag tip transparency, they're going to see you in the first hit. Yes, I believe so. Or right in that top uh, I'll also, group. Of that, yeah, I'll also, sh- I'll also sort of, uh, shoot, uh, shoot you a link. And if anyone's having trouble finding it, just, you know, as always email me, it's with para.com sure but i would just in case people are listening because a lot of people listen in the car to me into the podcast so in case they're just listening that's a pretty easy thing to remember hashtag tip transparency and that should take you to something that um is the with para logo on it or whatnot uh not right now it's basically it's a it's a separate it's almost a separate thing it is for now, and it's just okay. got a picture of sort of like a mag. It's a the, the cover photo is a couple emojis. We're going to change that, but uh, 
you'll recognize it. Okay. Um, well, and if not, um, to go to the withpara.com backslash tip transparencies, is that what it was? Yes, backslash tips dash landing. Tips landing. In there, does it have the link directly to the Facebook group? Uh, it does, yes. Okay, so in there they can get it too. All this, folks, I'll be putting in the linear notes. Um, and, uh, well, I guess really that's about all I wanted to hit on today. Um, I just wanted to make all sure right. that we exposed this and that uh, and that people know, because this is a big deal, people. I mean, like, I was talking to Jason. When I was talking to Jason, by the way, I didn't finish this, in uh, Jason Thierry, uh, not Jason Idaho, but Jason Thierry in Michigan. Um, and he was like, well, I already talked to Jimmy. He told me that he got one guy to sign up for DoorDash, uh, or one guy that's in his Grand Rapids group uh, that signed up for DoorDash, or that drives only DoorDash right now, I guess, um, did this, because Jason's not doing any gig work right now. So um, be, he got one of the people in his group to do it, and they said they're making 7 to $8 more an hour now. Because of this. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad so, to hear and, that. And, I, and, I, and that's what I thought, too. So, like, people, if you're out there, this isn't just some little stupid tool that might help a little here or there or whatever. This is That's big numbers. If you're changing your hourly rate by 6 to $7, even though we a couple times on the program lately have talked about market-to-market differences, if you can, no matter where, what your market is and you're working it at a certain rate, if you can add six to seven dollars on that per hour, that's huge. It adds up, but the way I put it too is like not every trip will have a huge tip behind it, right? But you will get yourselves in or out of trips you otherwise wouldn't have taken, and then every now and then you find really good trips, right? I'm not well, saying I'm not saying every one's gonna be a fifty dollar one, but I mean there's a lot of ones. That I think pe- that, pe- that people want to avoid right away. They don't yeah. know if they I should think it's or not. The not taking the $3 trip that's actually only a $4 trip that goes eight miles, that really helps. And the other one, I think, is a lot of these that lie in that tip range of sort of 8 to $15 on top of the trip, right? That's, you know, consistently getting those really helps. Right. Um, okay, well. I mean, this is all great stuff, people. And, again, I'm going to put it all in the linear notes because if we just kind of were rolling through this today, (coughs) excuse me, it's only because, David, um, this has all kind of happened since the last week's podcast, and I didn't want to wait till next week's podcast to bring this out because it's out. It's working. It's already a movement. Let's build it up even more. Um, You know, get on the – I'll put it all in the linear notes, people, so if you can go back and – even if you're listening on your app and your phone and your car, when you have a minute, go back into the show notes for episode 56, this episode that you're listening to, and and look, and you'll see all the link. I'll provide everything. Um, you, can, you can watch Jason's video on Drive to Win 13 on YouTube. Um, you can go to the With Para uh, Tips Landing page. You can go to the Facebook. I'll put all the links up there so you can do everything. And if it's okay with David, I'll even put his email. Please do. So Please if, do. If, any, if any of you have a question at all, email David. Um, I'm sure he can put you a little bit at rest with that and kind of help, help you answer any questions you might have. Yeah, I'm happy to. I think thanks, as always, for having me on, Steve. And uh, congrats on 50000 Yeah, right? The, the, the funniest thing is um, when, when, I, when I started the podcast, man, I really thought – Okay, maybe, because I don't know if you, like, so do you remember when um, uh, Jay uh, Coderre, or is that his last name, Coderre, it's been a while, started the the Rideshare Dojo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and and that was, he did a good job with that. It was a weekly thing, and he did it for one year. The last episode was on the one-year anniversary. That was the, the end. He just said it's just too much work. Um, but he was like, you know, thank you. I, you know, I can't believe that in the first year we got 30,000 listens. Dude, when I started this, I honestly thought five to 10,000 listens, I'll be happy. And here, and I, I saw, you know, obviously I watched numbers and I watched it grow. But when I saw about a month ago, a month out, 
and I was doing all the math in my head of what the average weekly listenership was, new listeners, and trying to do that figuring, I knew it was going to be to the wire. This came four days after the year anniversary. It's a good, good anniversary present. No, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't make it. But dude, my goal was five to ten thousand in yeah. May when you and I were do when I was first starting this and you were coming on. You know, it's that was my goal. Maybe in a year I'll have ten thousand listens. Who knows? Downloads. Yeah. And then now here I was like realizing, oh my god, and kept surpassing. I, I surpassed that way early, but kept hitting new numbers. I'm like, am I going to make fifty? And so I started maybe not not getting cocky about it, but hopeful. And then I didn't, and I was like, oh. And then I had to look back and be like, dude, what are you saying awe about, man? Does it, you made 50000 in a year and four days. Yeah, and it's, it's just beginning. So set yourself <laughs> a good goal for the next year. Let's, you know, let's have you 5X that too. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, um, yeah, keep getting good guests, keep doing things, and uh, good content. But uh, this, is, this is huge, people. This is great for all you, do- all you dashers out there. Hopefully some more transparency um, things will happen with, other things too. Maybe we can start to see some uh, more realities or maybe this will start a better movement towards that because none of us want to go to employee model at all. And uh, this tip transparency thing is huge too, because you know, they, what, you know, if what, what happens if like, you know, we've already seen DoorDash and I don't think they do it again, take tips from drivers. Well, now you can't because you might get caught. You know what I mean? Like DoorDash could get, literally get caught. A driver could know this was a $40 tip. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just personally would think that, uh, you know, this will, this could help stop any future tip thieving by gig companies. This could, you know, and like you said, David, the, the gig companies should be doing this themselves. It's ridiculous they don't. But the fact is they don't, and maybe this will be a hurdle to somewhat getting there because none of a, none of them want us to be employees. Eighty-five percent of us don't do this full-time, or we do it full-time when we do it, or whatever our, our situation is, and we need the flex hours. But, I mean, you know, we don't have t- tips stolen from us and this and that and not understand where the money comes from and did we get the right amount. So maybe, you know, maybe that's a good thing for people. Maybe that's a good thing for these companies to think about. Hey, if you don't want the pro act to go through, if you don't want to have employee models, maybe tip transparency might be a huge thing. Yeah, and it's it's just the right thing. It is, it is the right thing. I mean, we all know that, but corporations never do the right thing. So um, not if money is involved. <laughs> You know, it's just what it is. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just what it is. But uh, thank you, David, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, let's stay in touch for sure. Let's touch base next week. And uh, I don't know, when <coughs> When are you thinking that you're going to have to leave? Uh, no, I wouldn't be going until uh, this would be end of July. End of oh, July. Okay. But still not that so, far yeah. away. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming quickly every week. And, I mean, that's – and it's going to end up being a month of your time. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of time between now and then to keep this going, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 and then nothing has to even hiccup when you're gone. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, a month of being gone. I guess it might be nice to see some family and stuff, too, while you're there, so. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, um, I'm looking forward. No, I'm both looking forward to it and not, so. Right, gotcha. Well, my friend, um, well, always, always a pleasure, and, uh. Let's talk soon. Yeah, chat soon, Steve. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, you bunch of freaks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, David and I are both having some uh, voice things going on and other things going on. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's, allergy, you know, there's allergy season and other, other, other factors as well. But uh, y'all take care. Y'all have a great week. We will be talking about ProAct as, as well as some really – other things that I've been putting off a little bit, maybe next week. So uh, we'll see you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.